Happy Friday, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. Last week, we recorded our podcast before the USDA dairy product production report was released. It ended up being bullish cheese, neutral butter, neutral nonfat and dry whey, and a bit bearish on high-protein whey as well as lactose. Into this week, that's almost exactly how markets reacted. Cheese moved higher on the CME spot market, butter was choppy, whey moved sideways, and nonfat drifted slightly lower. Lucas, what's driving that bullish cheese number and what happened on those class four products? Yeah, Alyssa, good questions. I think starting with cheese there on dairy products, it's kind of interesting. The biggest takeaway was the fourth consecutive month of weaker cheddar output. That is uh, kind of surprising considering the capacity expansions that we have seen over the past year and four months of weaker output there is uh, a little bit bullish for the markets, which we certainly saw this week in the price activity. However, uh, total cheese was still higher, driven by um, not only overall American and overall Italian categories, but really impressive growth in some of the more minor minor categories that we don't always track. Uh, things like Swiss cheese or Gouda or Feta, all seeing really significant gains versus prior years. So something to watch there if uh, processors are purposely moving milk outside of cheddar and into other varieties. And yeah, for sure on class four products, uh, we're definitely seeing the impacts of weaker milk production in the US on both butter and non-fat dry milk. Butter down yet again, as expected, really uh, continuing to support that price here, at least throughout the first half and probably throughout the entirety of this year on butter and into non-fat as well. Higher skim milk powder production, but as a category as a whole, uh, weaker overall, really being driven by just not enough milk to fill those class four plants. She's taking the priority there. And with that weaker production, certainly supportive to markets, a pretty interesting dairy products report to digest at the end of last week. Something else to note here, uh, the USDA World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates, they're not necessarily watched closely by the dairy industry, but it was interesting to see their milk production forecast. Yeah, the biggest takeaway there in that monthly report in February, USDA pegged 2022 milk output at up 0.4% versus prior year. And that dropped significantly in the report this week. They're now pegging total calendar year production to be down slightly versus 2021. This kind of aligns with high ground forecasts, although we are a little bit uh, more um, we see a little bit more production into the second half of the year than USDA does, but I think that's very dependent on how feed costs and milk prices end up here in the coming months. All that said, we do think that U.S. milk output will be negative versus prior year through at least May or June, including the key spring flush period. Yeah, another uh, supportive data point there, especially as we see Europe and New Zealand continue to struggle. Okay, I'm going to reference the USDA one more time here because they also released their January export figures, or did they? The website is stating that they are experiencing technical difficulties in uploading the U.S. export data, but we subscribed to another trade service, so we were able to get a glimpse into where U.S. dairy moved to begin 2022. Following two years of record export volumes, and that's 2020 as well as 2021, January 2022 started off on a weaker note, given that the U.S. is experiencing those production restraints. Port delays are said to be easing, but moving product remains difficult. 
Yeah, it's a little frustrating here as we record this on Friday, and it's, I guess, day number four of technical difficulties on that USDA website. But yeah, Alyssa, as you know, according to our other source, which is likely uh, mostly accurate, but maybe some subtle discrepancies uh, once the official data comes out, kind of a mixed bag there on exports in January, nonfat dry milk weaker versus prior year, uh, and also versus two years ago, as you kind of mentioned there, uh, but the lowest January volume since 2019. I think more importantly there, it followed December's weakness as well, just uh, critical issues in moving product out of U.S. ports. I think it's more so uh, that shipping that held nonfat back as, as, as we know, global demand remains very firm and the prices quite underpinned. Cheese exports though, opposite of non-fat, uh, very strong yet again, highest January volume since 2014. Uh, Mexican cheese demand, very uh, firm in the month, seeing a lot of product move south there. Um, maybe just to finish this up, uh, Chinese whey demand, again, a little bit weak. We don't expect uh, solid performance in whey shipments in the coming months because of that weaker uh, Chinese demand there. And then butter, uh, of course, a much more domestic focused market, but important to note there that butter shipments from the U.S. remain at multi-year highs as the globe remains short on fat. Certainly interesting to watch uh, those fat developments there over the past uh, several weeks. I think that's enough from the domestic side of things. Um, what happened overseas this week, Alyssa? Great idea, Lucas. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on overseas. European dairy prices have moved higher again this week as global turmoil has propelled some panic buying to build safety stocks of key dairy commodities during what has already been a tight supply atmosphere. And rising production costs are simultaneously expected to delay a recovery in milk from the region. As a result, dairy prices are continuing to catch a bid ahead of spring holidays and warmer months in the Northern Hemisphere when demand is expected to pick back up at the retail and restaurant level. And then I think turning to New Zealand and ahead of next week's, again, highly anticipated global dairy trade event, what is this, number six of the year, Looks like Fonterra left offer volumes unchanged. Anything else to note in that data there? You're right, Lucas. Fonterra did leave those offer volumes unchanged, though end of season volumes on offer are well below prior year, given the difficulties in producing incremental milk within New Zealand as well. And that's kind of aiding this deterioration of global dairy inventories. Through the end of March, so this next event, as well as the two events into April, whole milk powder on offer is 31% below last season. In addition, in Europe, whole milk powder production dropped 12% from the prior year uh, during calendar year 2021. So that's left buyers with less options into 2022 here. Skim milk powder on offer is down 28% during that same time frame, and the index will likely jump to fresh eight-year highs as a result. You'll have to log in to read the rest of our commentary on expectations for the rest of the complex, but we do look forward to discussing how that event shakes out next week. That does it for today. We hope you have a lovely weekend and that you continue to come to Let's Chat Markets to stay in tune with dairy markets around the world. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Um.